Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Naked Celtic Podcast. I'm Graham Young and today I'm joined by Andrew Barge and Kirsty Rote to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, we discuss Kieran Tierney and his potential move to Everton and ask the guys, do they think it will take place? We also look at John McGinn, the Hibs midfielder that's been linked to Celtic. We look back at Celtic's trip to Austria and the players who impressed during the pre-season trip. And we also preview next week's Champions League qualifier against Alishkirt. So how are we folks? Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to the pod today. As usual. Yes. Excellent. So we'll start with Kieran Tierney, the big discussion of the week. Everton are keen. Talks of big bids are upwards of twenty five million. Kirsty, surely they can't sell Tierney. No, they can't. And they won't he won't go to Everton. I think he's going nowhere. Um and uh, Everton would not be the right move for him and would not be the right club for him. Um so that's my hope that he he stays and uh, I think he's a really special player and there's bigger and better for him. What about yourself, Andrew? Nah, I think he has to go for his own sake. Um, these opportunities don't come around too often to him. He can break his leg this year and that might be him stuffed. And obviously every Celtic fan wants him to stay for the 10 in a row title. Quite rightly, he's a special player. He's a Celtic fan. He's one of their own. But if Kieran Tierney, and this isn't me trying to speak down about where Celtic are in, in football terms at the moment. I think for his own ambition, Keaton has got to go and test himself. He's not being tested in Scotland. He's 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 out of this league, really. And financially and in football in terms I think the only option for him is when he gets a chance to go to England or abroad. Okay. I think that's an interesting point you raised there, Andrew. One thing some Celtic fans have noted is maybe the last six months or last season they felt the performances, he wasn't playing badly. Uh, there was obviously a couple of high points towards the end of the season, but overall the level wasn't quite what it had been the previous season. Do you feel that those are the signs that point towards a player that could do a fresh challenge? Well, he's in a comfort zone. I yeah. think he's, he's comfortably one of the best players in the league, and he's one of several in the Celtic team that could go and make a name for themselves down south. And I, I, I don't know... What, what is it with Everton? Uh, Everton though, yeah. I mean, I feel as though he could play at an even higher level well, than I, that. I definitely think he could, but there's no guarantee that if he's going to go and start, I mean, Tottenham and Man United are the rumoured teams, mm-hmm. is there a guarantee that he'll go and start every week at Man United or Tottenham have got Danny Rose, his mm-hmm. World Cup playing left-back. Everton are trying to shift Leighton Baines and Keaton he walks into that team for me and I think it's better for him to go down and play every week rather than maybe struggle to get into a first team if a manager's not willing to put faith in him. It could be quite an interesting uh, series of events, but Rose has been linked with Manchester United in the past. Obviously Tierney's a player who's on, we've heard in the past, that uh, Jose Mourinho definitely likes. Uh, Tottenham, 
was mentioned there as a team. Do you think, out of all the clubs, out of the three mentioned, Everton, Tottenham, Manchester, are they the best fit for Tierney, do you think? If he did leave Man- Celtic? Managerial wise, I think it'd be great for Tierney to learn from someone like Pochettino. I think Tottenham would be would be really good because it doesn't have the same pressures that come with playing at Man United. And I'm, personally, I'm not a massive fan of Mourinho. And I, th- I think it'd be better for Tierney to, to learn from someone who's got a different philosophy than that and encourages Tierney to, to go forward and, and attack because that is ultimately one of his biggest strengths. And Everton, though, I think right now, if they're willing to pay Celtic £25 million, pounds, for one, I don't think Celtic are ever going to turn that kind of money down and I don't think Keane would ever turn the subsequent contract offer down. And I think I think the ball, if the ball gets rolling, this Tierney will find himself down there. I mean, I'm still dreaming of one club man, future uh-huh. Celtic captain. I mean, that is obviously not going to happen. Are they two mutually exclusive? Can Kieran Tierney, obviously no player's been more affiliated with Celtic as a player, loves the club. Maybe they're, do you think there's an argument they're not the same thing? Tierney can now still be as much a fan, but also go on and move in his career, do you think? Yeah, but again, I don't maybe? think he has to, which we've said about other players in the past, I don't think he has to move too soon. You can talk about leg breaks and all that. That's hypothetical uh-huh. and if, buts and maybes. But as it stands right now, he's a special player. There will be options for him a season down the line. Um, I, I think he's got more to do still in a, in a Celtic shirt and in such as his affection for the club, I don't think he's going to jump to us soon. That's a fair... Uh, uh, I, I, again, I think he's looking... Do you think the decision's been made yeah. almost? Do you feel that... I don't get that. Do you, th- do you feel the player might look at this as a good time to leave? There's yeah. still three titles away from ten in a row, so it's probably a case of not never, never, but it's not a season by season. You it's, make it's, the move now and look at the long If Celtic's ten in a row title was due next season, yep. I think Tierney would, would, would be happy to uh-huh. stay, but there's still three years to go, and I'm not sure what else he can achieve in that time here that's going to progress his career. Or, or he's in Europe. But that's the thing, that Celtic aren't going to get much further in Europe than they already are, I don't think, at the moment. I mean, look, Tierney's been a, a, a great a great Celtic player, but in Europe he's not stood out as as being exceptional in the Celtic team. Dembele's the one that's that's done that normally. Uh-huh. And I mean, he showed that he can cope with decent players. I mean, he did it with Sterling when Man City came to Parkhead. But Tierney's not driven Celtic on to the, the last stages of the Europa or the knockout rounds of the Champions League. I'm not too sure what else he can realistically achieve here that he's not already proven, really, at the moment. And I think by going down to England and playing against Champions League quality teams week in, week out, he's only going to further himself. And I mean, like, like saying that he's looking for that, Tierney's never going to come out in the media and say, oh, I want to leave Celtic. Yeah, of course. So all this stuff that he's been saying about, oh, he's, he's happy here and stuff, that's to be expected. But he's changed to the stellar group who have their players multi-million pound deals mm-hmm. uh, Bale's one of them Sigurdsson, Milana they've all been going yeah. for around and those, million and those type agencies they don't they, they obviously do deal in new contracts they obviously signed mm-hmm. a six year deal but that's more long term strate- strategic moves it's not yeah. it's to map a yeah, you know, like these days, a new contract doesn't mean this player's going to be here until 2023 it yeah. just means that if he goes someone's going to have to pay more money for him and I think it's a good deal all around for Celtic getting that amount of money getting that amount of money and getting a chance to, to prove himself in a, in a tougher environment. Okay. These agents as well are are selfish and can move you on too soon and you know he's not the finished product. Um, he has Will he become the finished player. product at Celtic? I think he has more yeah like more honing to do, more okay. more, more uh, nurturing from Brendan Rodgers. 
um, who's really developed him to get him to this stage where he is so after. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think there's more work to be done at Celtic. I agree that there's more work to be done and I think Brendan Rodgers is an excellent coach to learn from but there's only so much he can do on the training ground. If he's coming up against Hamilton and St Johnson and the likes of these teams four times a, a year, mm-hmm. where, how does his progress keep going up the way? Surely it's going to plateau at some point. Surely he's got yeah. to, if he's got the chance, he's got to grasp it. So, talking about out, potential outgoings to potential incomings, John McGinn, a player who, even when he's not been linked with Celtic, he's always been linked with Celtic. He's, uh, his grandfather was obviously involved with the club. He's obviously, I think it's well known, he's a Celtic fan. What Does he excite you, Andrew? Is that a name that excites you? Not really. Um, um, I think if he joins Celtic, he's a squad player um, at best. He's, he's certainly someone that's going to come into the Celtic team and transform them. Um, people are speaking about him as a replacement for Armstrong. They're two totally different players, so you can't really compare the two. Um, I do think John McGinn's a decent player and he's going to go on and have a, a solid career. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, if he's been touted as someone who can walk into the Celtic team or come and compete for a place in the Celtic team and then help elevate them to that next level, not for me. What about you, Kirsty? Yeah, I agree. I'm the exact same. Again, I can't get excited about a squad player. He's, he's not a name that excites you and it's not what I'm looking for to bring into Celtic just now. And... Um, there's frustration at constantly hearing about wingers and midfielders where I think yeah. we're really well served and not where the key areas, weaknesses at the back that you want to be addressed. So, no, I can't get excited about it's not. It's not an ambitious signing, really. No. no, it's someone who I think with McGinn, with McGinn potentially coming to Celtic, yes, he would do well domestically. I think any player in Scotland that has a bit of talent about them could could flourish, potentially flourish in the Celtic team. You've seen some do it, some failed. I think McGinn has what it takes to to be a good squad player for Celtic, but he's not going to take them anywhere they've not been before. And the thing that really gets to me with John McGinn, I think he's still very rash, and he's got a touch of the headless chickens about him at times. He just kind of covers every blade of grass without yeah. really giving him a second thought or showing much composure. Um, for me, I, I don't think he's going to be one that Celtic should be looking to certainly not break the bank for anyway. Okay, I think. In terms of McGinn, that was a point you made there about his ability. Do you not think he's a player who is best served by playing every week as well? He's not someone who's mm-hmm. coming into the squad playing 10 minutes here, 20 minutes. He's, his whole game's about energy over 90 minutes. Yeah. Is that why Celtic, again, might not be the perfect fit? Yeah, because he's not going to get that, that, that amount of game time. And Cham and Brown have struck up a decent partnership yeah. and John McGinn's not the same talent that Callum McGregor is or... Rogic. So those four centre mids, he's, he's struggled to, to break in ahead of them. So unless one of them suddenly takes off, um, I'm not really too sure where John McGinn's career um, benefits too much from, from coming to Celtic right now. Yes, of course, he'd earn good money, and if that's his um, motivation, then, then great. Um, but I don't think he would be would be playing uh, 90 minutes every week. Certainly not. It's a curious one from Roger's point of view. I wonder why he is so pursuing it so heavily. Um, um, you know, just looking for another addition in midfield. Um, I don't, I don't see it at all. And um, yeah, yeah, it's not an attractive sign. It's not one for the fans. Not one that anybody's getting excited about. Is that maybe the issue then? That there's a feeling that Celtic, you wait all season, you're looking for, and it's just natural. Celtic maybe linked with a player from France or Germany. It's it's more exciting. But when a player like John McGinn, who Celtic fans have obviously watched a lot of football. 
uh, playing against Celtic. Is, is that feeling, do you think, the underwhelming nature of the link, is that maybe playing a factor? Yeah, it is quite underwhelming if your main signings coming from the if Celtic are a team that are looking to compete in Europe, if your main signings coming from the Scottish Premiership, you're not looking in the right place, really. And again, like I said, good player, but it's it's not really one that's going to get the bums off seats, is it, the way, the way that I was going to say Miss Honda did there, but I didn't turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, somebody coming that you know what you're, a wee bit of the unknown, you don't know what you're going to get from them, so it's something that's exciting, whereas McGinn, bit of a predictable one, it's always a bit like an arranged marriage, this one, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting yeah, it. And it's like, would a Celtic manager just address the frailties at the back, you know, rather than all this, yeah, yeah. you know, try and go forward? And with Neil Lennon, it was, you know, going through a bundle of strikers with Rodgers, it's the midfield, there's yeah. an obsession with that, and going forward, and yes, we're attack-minded, but please sort out the frailties well, at the Big back. boy, uh, Big Dedrick will be back soon, everything will be fine. He'll be <laughs> maybe the second leg against Rosenberg if everything goes to plan. Uh, is there any defenders in terms of style, that, is there anyone out there that you like the look of? Is there a name that would maybe grab your attention? Any downside? I know Ashley Williams at Everton's one that's maybe people have looked as a fit because he's worked with Rodgers. Can we put, throw some names out there, guys? That's or? the half his wage to come to say. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the, the issue. The one that I saw on Twitter, I'm not sure if there's any truth in it or not, there's a few whispers that Shar, the Swiss centre-back, that yeah. plays for Deportivo. Uh-huh. People saying that Celtic have been taking a look at him, he looks like a decent uh, ball playing centre half. So that was yeah. an interesting one, I've just no idea what, what truth lies in it or not. Yeah, um, I mean, usually it is out of left field, isn't it? And it's people that we haven't really like, you know, heard of before. But um, yeah, or in other like Comper now, like emerges as he has a bit now, from, in from the cold, from the friendlies. Um, but that's certainly where my concern lies, especially with to uh-huh. being away on World Cup duty. So that's what I'm wanting to hear, but I'm constantly just hearing about McGinn. So right. for me, it's completely... I think potentially three new defenders for Celtic this okay. year. I think Lustig's on his last legs. But in his defence, for Sweden, they play a different system. He's, he's back, he's deep, he's able to... Mm-hmm. But for Celtic, maybe the style of the football sometimes exposes yeah, I, away players. I think he's, well, he's, he's not quite often openly identified as the weak link when opposition teams play against Celtic. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. Uh-huh. I think if Tierney, obviously, if Tierney goes and you left back, will be needed, and then at least one centre half. Yeah, and he's a great character, too, but you can't keep dining no. off of that. He has a like. This hat keeper probably bad when you So, are Celtic standing still? Um, ask me again at the end of the window if Celtic are standing still. We'll really see what the ambition is. Um, obviously, getting into Europe is the main thing, and then. Been able to take a run at Europa if Celtic can get third place. Um, the players in the squad that Celtic have, they're, they're capable of mounting a challenge, but as we saw with Zenit away last year, they just didn't really have what it takes to, to go over the line. So definitely players are needed if that's where Celtic ambition is. Um, so at the end of the window, when is it August the 10th or something yeah. this year when it closes, um, if Celtic have signed a couple of defenders and maybe a sparkling winner by then, I think. The answer to the standstill question would be no, but um, we have no idea right now, really. Okay. I think quickly take out Cassarai to Austria, the trip Celtic have just been on. Uh, a pretty successful uh, pre-season voyage as usual, and there was a young player who impressed, he's impressed in the past, uh, Mikey Johnson, uh, bagged himself a goal and an assist in one of the earlier games against Lunds on uh, Wednesday. What do you think about Mikey Johnson? Yeah, he's got all the the uh, 
tricks and flicks that you could you could want and um, I think along with Lewis Morgan he's really one to watch for next season. Um, overall I think the Austria trip was 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 really good. Uh, it was great to see Forrest scoring, Dembele scoring, um, players emerging coming back. Um, Hayes unfortunately he's picked up another injury hasn't he so won't be in for a last skirt but um, overall a really successful trip. What, what I took from it is that in the, in the Prague game, Roger seemed to play what probably was the strongest team in his mind, yep. and Griffiths wasn't involved. Uh-huh. And that makes me wonder what, what his future is. No, that's fair. And I think one thing as well, it was more of a 4-4-2 at times with Edward and Dembele, and that's, he's flirted with that in the past with Griffiths and Dembele. Uh, what about Mikey Johnson as a player, are you a fan? Yeah, seems to be doing all right things at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Doing well for Scotland as well. Um, I think if he can get into 10 to f- double figures maybe for games next season, 10 to 15 appearances, impressing them, get himself a few goals or assists, he'll, he'll find himself an important part of the furniture. Yeah. So, Kirsty, Brendan Rodgers, one thing he made sure to do on the trip was talk up Scott Sinclair. And one thing I want to say to you as well is, with Sinclair last season, the right-up was he had a, a, ter- a poor season, it was underwhelming, but when you look back at the highlights, he was involved in a lot of the goals in the first half of the season, either scoring or through assists. Can Scott Sinclair make a comeback story this season for Celtic? Yeah, I think so, um, and he, he actually has to, I don't think he can afford to have another poor season, yeah. otherwise they're going to be looking at, at, at somebody else. And at his age and his experience, he's somebody that we should be looking at and to lead. Um, for me last season in Europe, he, he didn't do enough. Uh-huh. Um, I was really frustrated with him at home against Rosenberg. I'll be looking for him against the Lashkar to really take a more leadership role. Um, and we've got a lot of young players and I need him to stand up uh-huh. to the challenges of Europe. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a defining season for him in a Celtic strip. Okay, and you touched upon the goals from Forrest and Dembele. Uh, Rogers has waxed lyrical about Dembele and his performance. He's back, he's lean, he's mean, he's scoring goals. Uh, obviously, with the signing of Edward, do you think it will still be a case until Dembele, as long as Dembele's at Celtic, he will start is that, and Edward will work alongside him? Yeah, I think he's his, his favourite, and I think he's the big game player. Um, and the guy for a big occasion, Europe, old farm games, you know, Aberdeen game, he's always going to be the guy, cup games, that's that's starting. Um, And he does look like he's lost weight. Um, He was already recapturing some of that sparkling form at the tail end of last season, and I think he's going to just go from strength to strength. If he can stay injury-free, because unfortunately it's one of those that takes loads of games when he gets back, to get back up to speed. Stay injury-free, I think we've got Dembele and Boulder our hands, and that's really exciting, and I think he'll be in against Lashkar. Um, and uh, at the back, I think he'll probably switch to, and we just were talking about four, I think he'll probably switch to three at the back uh-huh. to mask um, the absences of Lustig and Oyata, okay. so I'm thinking maybe... Yeah, like, I think, and he, he, he does that often as well, it's something yeah. Henry can play maybe in the three, with somewhat Forrest in the wing-back role. Yeah. yeah that's a good, that's yeah. an excellent point. Henry, yeah. I are. What do you uh, think of Henry? Just an interest. Yeah, fan. Uh, yeah, but young and raw again, uh-huh. you know. Um, and we've got we've got a lot of that. But you, I mean, you really trust your manager to be bringing through yeah. young players uh-huh. um, and nurturing their talent. Um, but yeah, there's there's more to come from him. Uh, but when you look at Ayer from where he's been from uh-huh. when he arrived into now, um, then you can see the development that a player can have under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Obviously, he's even switched positions and he's completely transported. He's 
really look in the part. Um, so I think that can happen with Hendry as well. But these guys are going to get opportunities when you've got either injuries or people are away on World Cup duty, and it's up to them to really prove that they're Celtic quality now. Okay, let's take a deep dive into next week's game against Alistair Champions League. This is the land of unknowns. Brendan Rodgers has led Celtic Champions League group stage uh, in consecutive seasons, but this is a totally different ball game now. Four rounds of qualifying. Alistair are a million miles away from the types of teams that you previously faced in the early rounds, even the second round at stages like. Dare uh, I even mention Lincoln Redham? Yeah. So it's a totally different style. Celtic need to be on the ball straight away, and it'll be in the searing Armenian heat next week. Are you nervous slightly? Is there a, is there a reason to be maybe slightly cautious about this? Um, I think there is. I think there's always. I think you should always be humble and trepidation about these because you know these are champions of their own their own countries. Yeah. Um, they definitely, as you say, a step up from Lincoln Redams and Linfield. Um, an unknown quantity, uh, a gruelling trip, and then the heat, as you mentioned. So those factors, then having two of your mainstays in defence away on World Cup duty. So there's a lot for Celtic that could be potential banana skins. Mm-hmm. You would still think that we've got enough to get by them. Um, they are a team who knocked St Johnston out. Yeah. Back, but then that season we were knocked out by Mamo, so things have changed, you know. Yeah. Um, I would still think, yes, we've, we've got enough, but I think it's going to be quite cagey and tight over there and they will do the job back at Celtic Park. Okay. In the first instance, I think maybe talking about the fence, we, we often talk about Dedrick Boyat and he's worth to Celtic fans and when you see it on ourselves and record support online when he's linked with moves, fans comment underneath, oh, I'll drive him there myself, whatever the team he's linked yeah. with. Uh, but would be kind of a strange kind of coincidence, the fact Celtic will play at five o'clock and there's a very good chance if uh, Belgium beat Brazil, that Boyata will be playing the World Cup semi-final that night. And I think that proves how far he's developed, what he's about as a player. Uh, and I think he will be a big miss. I think Ayer, for a young guy, has got a lot of leadership qualities. Uh, but it's a big ask across there. And Simunovic, for all his abilities, and I know last year was tough, and it was a tough and a lot of players falling on for the invincible season. Uh, I think there needs to be a real vocal leader at the back. And I think Boyata does that. He's very aggressive. Comes forward. Is that something that maybe worries you? Yeah, and he has and he has that experience now, yeah, and he is he one of the one of the, the older ones. Um, but that is the, the the funny thing with Beata. Yeah, he can come out with these absolute howlers and these wonders, uh-huh. and he can take and rightly a lot of stick for that because it's happened in important mm-hmm. games, um, particularly the old firm game. Um, but you really notice when he's not there. Yeah, and that's that's he never played, and, and you're and it kind of like similarly, yeah. Maybe even you know like a listing, we are going to really notice a difference, uh-huh. yeah. um, and that and that's just something that they're going to have to overcome. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see who who stands up. And then you're going to see the ones maybe like for the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you miss him when he when he's not there. Um, and it was great to see how well he and Lustig are doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a shame that Lustig's picked up a book and can't play against England. I know, but that's of course that's along the Wednesday night game. Uh, that's that's a great story. I think obviously Lustig again. You touched upon there his importance, and he really has had a good World Cup as well. He's very that whole Sweden team is just made full of these really experienced kind of wily veterans that know how to get there. And the World Cup's made for that this year as well because big teams are dropping like flies, and it's a team who knows Sweden could last the yeah, pace. That's great. These great stories. As you say, it's been it's been a World Cup of giant killings and shocks. Uh-huh. So do not bet against them. Underestimate anyone this World Cup. 
at your peril and uh, they have a great team spirit you can see that even from social social media um, and just such colourful characters that really could pull off another shock here oh, be, oh how, how sweet that would it be it would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> so going back to Alishkirk quickly we, we expect to see them barely up front uh, the usual cast of characters in midfield Brown and Cham McGregor so forth uh, give us a prediction Kirsty for the game I'm I'm going to say one each okay uh, and then get the job done that's not a bad result part. I know it seems like not yeah. one yeah. exactly no no it wouldn't be a bad result I think um, I think some people you know we, we'd be doing some kind of we'd be disgruntled about it but I think it's such a tricky our soap run taking everything into account not a bad result and then exactly okay. in front of your fans in front of your home crowds getting over the line but okay. yeah Okay, that's fair. Let's go for some quick-fire questions to end, right? Will Celtic sign anyone before the Champions League deadline, either on Thursday or for the wild card on Monday? I hope so, um, and I'll say at least one. Okay. Will Celtic make it to the Champions League group stage this season? Yes. I'm, I'm quite confident about that. Okay. Yes. Will Moussa Dembele still be playing for Celtic in September? Yes. Oh, that's a bold one. Some would maybe disagree with you there. I think a lot of people would, but, um, and you can say I'm like that with Tierney. I think there's a lot that's attractive uh-huh. about Celtic. Will Celtic still be a, will uh, Kieran Tierney still be a Celtic player yes. after transfer window? Yeah, I'm quite confident we're going to keep our stars in our uh, starting lineup, and I think, as I was just going to say there, that Celtic's an attractive club for young players uh-huh. and to develop. And I would caution always against jumping too soon and moving to England too soon. As seductive uh-huh. as the money and, and that is uh-huh. for for players like Dembele and Tierney, that's still going to be there. That's going to be there next season and the season afterwards. So, yeah, more to do at Celtic. Okay. Well, thank you very much for today. That's all from us this week. Uh, we'll be back next midweek with more Celtic uh, action. We'll probably be after the Alice Cup game as we look back at Celtic's first Champions League game of the season. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available to you. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. See you soon.